This is Fire News Now, bringing you news and information from around the fire service. Proudly brought to you by the NEP Media Network, it's Friday, December 31st, 2021. I'm Jim Oleski. At least 500 homes were reported destroyed with evacuations ordered for more than 30,000 residents of Superior and Louisville. No fatalities and just six injuries were reported as of Friday morning, but officials warned that those numbers will likely climb as burned out areas are accessed by emergency crews for the first time. The Marshall Fire, which officials say likely was sparked by downed power lines and extremely dry conditions in winds that reached gusts of more than 100 miles per hour, was not expected to grow larger due to improving weather conditions on Friday. But authorities continue to urge people to stay out of evacuation zones and stay off area roads due to unsafe conditions. Boulder County Sheriff Joe Pelly gave an update in a Friday news conference. There are approximately 2,000 homes in the burnt area. We certainly did not lose 2,000 homes. We did see entire subdivisions, as I talked about last night, the west side of Superior, Old Town Superior, that are totally gone. That accounts for easily for 500 homes. West of Superior, out towards Marshall, El Dorado Springs area, we've, we saw dozens of burned out homes. The south side of Louisville suffered some pretty catastrophic losses as well, dozens of homes. Damage assessment is continuing today. We won't have final numbers until late tonight or tomorrow, but we are fully expecting this to be 500 or more homes that were lost. Firefighters from throughout Colorado were mobilized to the area and a state of emergency remains in effect. Colorado professional firefighters report more than 20 CPFF members might have lost their homes in the fire. Firefighters in New York City are mourning the loss of a lieutenant who died while on duty in his firehouse over the weekend. The FDNY says Lieutenant Joseph Maiello was found unconscious in his Staten Island firehouse on Sunday morning. The 53-year-old was pronounced dead at the station. The FDNY says the 22-year veteran of the department responded to the September 11, 2001 attacks on the World Trade Center and survived the collapse of the North Tower. FDNY Commissioner Daniel Nigro spoke at Maiello's funeral service on Thursday. When we were attacked on September 11th, he responded. He didn't hesitate. He went toward the danger and bravely stood tall on what was our darkest day. He survived the collapse of the North Tower and then he continued to bravely serve. Maiello was survived by his wife Irene and their two teenage children. Four people are dead after a medical transport jet crashed in Southern California. The Los Angeles Times says pilots Douglas Grand and Julian Bugage, along with nurses Tina Warren and Lori Gentz, were killed when the Learjet 35 crashed in a neighborhood near El Cajon on Monday. A social media post says Ward was a flight nurse and the wife of a retired Oceanside Deputy Fire Chief. The International Association of EMTs and Paramedics said in a Facebook post that Gentz was president of Local 162. Friends remember Gentz for her dedication to the job. She had so many letters after her name. Uh, she was always, she never uh, wanted to stop learning. She was always taking classes, always attending conferences, always getting a new certification. The National Transportation Safety Board is investigating the cause of the crash. And now a message from NEP Services. NEP Services presents Adapt or Die. the 2022 Adapt or Die Conference. Adapt or Die. Advanced communications training for leaders and emergency responders. What we are being aggressive with is making things happen. 
It's moving fast. We're moving fast at everything that we do. With an incredible lineup of speakers from the worlds of public safety, organized labor, politics, and beyond. We're seizing the initiative, taking the fight to the enemy. And introducing keynote speaker, Cody Gandy, from Jocko Willick and Lee Fabin's Echelon Front. It's beyond the offensive, because you can make the calls, you can dictate what the enemy is doing by the way you move on the battlefield. March 10th to 11th, 2022, at the Mirage in Las Vegas. Visit www.neptraining.org for more information and to register. And now back to the news. Baltimore, Maryland firefighters continue to face critical staffing shortages. Baltimore Firefighters IFF Local 734 tweeted that from 7 a.m. on New Year's Eve through 7 a.m. on New Year's Day, nearly 30% of the city's engine companies were out of service due to staffing shortages. These shortages, amplified by a spike in COVID-positive department members, have led to as many as 13 firefighting units being put out of service. An additional 39% of EMS units were closed for the shift. Earlier this month, Local 734 President Rich Langford spoke to Fox 45 Baltimore about their ongoing shortages of EMS units, with some emergencies being responded to in SUVs instead of ambulances. already have long delays with our EMS units because of staffing issues, crowded at the hospital. But when you have four more broke down, that puts us from 28 units to 24 units transport. So now that just makes the whole situation even worse. An Illinois state appeals panel upheld a ruling establishing that the city of Chicago can stop providing free health insurance to injured firefighters who become eligible for Medicare coverage. 19 Chicago Fire Department employees, whose careers ended after on-duty injuries, sued the city in Cook County Circuit Court, alleging a state law guarantees them lifetime premium-free coverage in the city's group health policy. Cook County judge had dismissed the complaint, determining Illinois' Public Safety Employees Benefits Act allows a reduction in city-paid benefits when a person qualifies for benefits from any other source. The retirees appealed that ruling to the Illinois 1st District Appellate Court. The appellate court ruled that the injured firefighters were guaranteed basic coverage and that when Medicare provides that coverage, the city is not required to supplement it. And finally, after 16 years of putting others first, an Alameda, California fire captain is in need of help himself. About three years ago, Brandon Bailey was diagnosed with a rare kidney disease. Recent lab work has shown his kidneys are now only working at an 8% filtration rate, which is considered stage 5 kidney failure. Bailey is currently on the kidney transplant list for a deceased donor, along with more than 100,000 others. His blood type is O positive, which makes transplant options a little more limited, as he can only receive a kidney from another O blood type. A living donor kidney transplant is also an option for him. A kidney from a live donor often has the highest rate of success, but obviously requires a big ask. You only need one kidney to live a long and healthy life, with as quick as a two-week recovery period following a donation. If you'd be willing to find out if you could be a match for Captain Bailey and possibly save this father of two's life in the process, his family and friends ask you to visit the University of California San Francisco's website, www.ucdonor.org, 
From the NEP Media Network, this is the December 31st, 2021 edition of Fire News Now. Thank you for tuning in, and remember to subscribe to Fire News Now wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also reach us at nep.news at nepservices.com. From everyone at NEP Services, we wish you all a happy and safe new year and look forward to bringing you even more new and exciting content in 2022.